0: Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzovino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Bibles kindly find Hosea, chapter 4. Hosea, chapter 4. You hold that thought in your mind, be healed, for it is, is his will. Healing is the will of God. Deliverance is the will of God. Amen. Amen. Let us pray, our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this opportunity to fellowship together around your word. And we do so in the mighty name of Jesus, inviting the Holy Ghost to instruct us, to enlighten us, to teach us, to lead us, to guide us into all the truth and also to enlarge our capacity to receive this revelation knowledge of your word that makes men free. We trust your word, dear Father God, and its provisions in our lives, and we believe that it will not return to you void, it will accomplish your purpose in our lives and prosper in our lives because you've sent it to us to heal us and deliver us from our destructions. Yes, thank I thank you for utterance and the Holy Ghost to proclaim with boldness and accuracy this knowledge of the truth that will make us free. For all that's accomplished and achieved, will give you honor, glory, and praise that you're deserving of. In Jesus' name, amen. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, my people are destroyed or perish for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. I begin with this particular text because I believe it's one of the major reasons why God's people perish and why God's people are destroyed. And why many have not overcome sickness or disease in life. You see, beloved, unless we take the time to learn how to operate in kingdom principles and apply the principles of God's Word to our lives in a practical way, then although God wants to bless us, it'll be very difficult for him to do so. Because God works through his Word. God works through his Word. We must put the Word of God first place in our lives. But now you say, well, why is that then that many have not learned how to apply the principles of God's Word to his or her life? Well, I fault the fivefold ministry more than anything else or anyone else. God's people perish for lack of knowledge primarily because the fivefold ministry has walked in darkness with regard to kingdom principles for too long. I firmly believe that if God calls, anoints, and appoints us to stand in offices such as the fivefold ministry offices, then it's our duty and responsibility to prayerfully study the Word of God to determine what it says with regard to all the important uses of life, don't you? Because you see, beloved, we have been called, appointed, and anointed to stand in these specific offices so that we can instruct the people of God. Isn't that true? And you know people are very easily influenced, aren't they? Certainly, especially when you see God has anointed certain individuals to speak or proclaim truth. Now, God can anoint somebody to proclaim truth, but unless that person will do his own research and study the Word of God prayerfully, he himself will be in darkness with regard to all the issues of God's Word and all the important matters of God's Word. And if he then, in turn, teaches that to the individuals that he ministers to, Can you see how they're going to be influenced by his doctrine or belief? Absolutely. We see that happening very often. And then we have one tradition handed down from one generation to the next because, well, that's how they taught it in my church. Well, that's how we believed all of our lives. Now, brother, I believed that way for 40 years. You expect to change me now? You expect me to believe that all of what I've been taught all these 30 years is wrong? Well, beloved, if it's wrong, then it's wrong. And although the the minister may have been sincere, it's possible he could have been sincerely wrong. True? You don't doubt the sincerity of somebody's heart. You just doubt, you know, what they're teaching if it's not in line with the Word of God. And it's difficult for some people to change. Well, beloved, I believe we're living in a brand new day, don't you? I believe that we don't have to be blind leaders of the blind and end up both falling into the ditch. Who wants to live in a ditch? Do you want to live in the ditch? See if, if the leader is walking in darkness and not walking in the light, he'll fall in the ditch and everybody will follow him in. And then you end up just living in a ditch and, you know, having a pity party. All of us. Well, how many of you want that pity party? I want to have a hallelujah party. What about you? I want to stay on the road of light. What about you? Get off that road that's in darkness. See, a new day is upon us, and I believe many are climbing out of the ditch and they're climbing onto the right road, the path of righteousness, which is a path that's becoming brighter and brighter, more and more, unto the perfect day. Wouldn't you say? I believe that. We're having more light because God's leaders are being instructed. They're being taught the way of God. I thank God for Raymond Bible Training Center. I thank God for Kenneth taken Ministries and ministries that are like that, that have dared break loose from the traditions of men and said, no, this is what the Word of God really says. And even though others who are in the mainstream may not line up with it, did they ever think that they might be wrong? God forbid. Well, it's true, though. We all have to humble ourselves before God, don't we? and say, you know what, that was just religious tradition. I don't even know why I believe like that. I believe like that because I was taught that way all these years, but did I really ever stop to evaluate it? I remember growing up in a denominational church, and I, taught, I was taught certain things, and I believed that way. I believe that way so strongly when someone came to tell me something different. I said, why don't you, you get your act together and just line up to me? Start to believe the way I believe because I've been taught that way. That's how you think. Because you've been taught that way since you were a youth. In, in other words, you've been kind of brainwashed and programmed a certain way. Well, that person challenged me and says, Well, you think that way because you've been taught that way, but did you ever read what the Bible said? Then he had me. Because I never read what the Bible said. Did you ever sit next to somebody who tells you what the Bible said that the Bible didn't say? Well, you know what it says in the Bible. And then they quote something. Where would that come from? It was, you know, I can't find that in the Bible anywhere. See, it's not that it was in the Bible. They just heard somebody say it behind the pulpit somewhere and they thought it was in the Bible, but it wasn't in the Bible. We need to do our research and work, don't we? Let's climb out of the ditch of darkness and let's get a hold of the knowledge of God. Let's get on the right path that produces life. Amen? It's a path that's becoming brighter and brighter. And, brother, I believe with all my heart that if we have the want to within us and if we truly desire it, we don't have to live in the darkness any longer. We can have the knowledge of the truth that makes men free look at 1 Timothy chapter 2, if you would, please, while I'm saying this. God doesn't want us just saved. You know, sometimes I think we should wear tags. Some that says, one that says, just saved. Another one that says, saved and coming to the knowledge of the truth. (laughs) What side are you on? How are you tagged? Just saved. Don't believe anything else. Just saved. Or Saved and coming to the knowledge of the truth. Amen? I'd rather be saved and, wouldn't you? Rather than just saved. That would be a good uh, shirt to make up, wouldn't it? Saved and? And what? And then on the back says, coming to the knowledge of the truth. I'm going to market that. Don't you think about stealing my idea now. <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God, don't think about it. <laughs> Amen. That's the truth, saved and coming to the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2, and verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and. Not just saved. That's the problem with most of us, we're just saved. But God wants us saved and. And what? And to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Why? Because that's what makes men free. Thank God we got saved, but praise God there's a whole lot more to it than just being saved. We're on the right path when we get saved, but there's a whole lot of and in front of us coming to the knowledge of the truth because, you see, God wants us to be informed. He wants us to learn how to operate in kingdom principles, and he wants us to activate his miracle-working power in our lives and through our lives. He wants us to unleash his miracle-working power so that everywhere we go, people around us can just get with the flow, be affected by the, the life of God that's in you. You know, what we think... What we believe and what we speak affects us also. It affects those are, that are around us. You ever get around somebody full of faith? Kind of gets you out of that state of depression if you stay around them long enough. Start to get you thinking a different way if you stay around them long enough. That's the truth. It'll get your countenance to change if you stick around them long enough. Have to climb out of the ditch. Right? I just want to stay here, it's pretty comfortable here in my comfort zone of pity. But no, he wants us to climb out of that ditch and get on the right road. And you know what? Sometimes you need somebody just to reach out and say, hey, you don't have to stay down there any longer. You can get with the same Man group. Come on up out of that ditch, praise God. Get on the right road. The path of your life will become brighter and brighter, more and more, to the perfect day. You say, but I've, I've already been saved. I must have all the light that there is. That's not true. My goodness, when you get saved, it's the smallest. As far as God is concerned, when it, the smallest thing in your life that when it comes to operating in kingdom principles. You just got saved. You're just an infant. Just a little newborn babe. Got to be educated. Got to be programmed properly. Got to get a hold of the Word of God. Got to grow. Got to develop. Got to find out how God thinks and find out God's ways. Discover them and learn how to walk in them. Amen? Isn't that what the Word of God teaches us? So He wants us saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And beloved, I really believe that in order for us to do this, we can't be like those who were in past generations. Their attitudes were this. I want to get it the quickest and the easiest way I possibly can. That's all I want. I want to go somewhere and have somebody just zap me, and then I can get healed and stay that way for the rest of my life. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I think people who followed those major healing ministries back there in the 50s, that's what they thought. I'll just follow, you know, sister so-and-so and and brother do-dad and all that, and I'll just have them just zap me just a little touch. I'll just get around that anointing and praise God. Once I get touched by that individual person and the anointing of God, then I am immune for the rest of my life to any type of tragedy or circumstance or any sickness or disease that will ever come against me again. But when they found out it didn't work that way, then they got sad. Then they got discouraged. Then they just went right on back down into the depths of darkness and said, well, if God will ever do something for me, I'll just I'll be ready for it, but I'm going to wait. God doesn't want us to be that way. It's not an easy, quick, get-rich-quick scheme or anything like that that God has devised for us. It takes search, it takes research, looking into the Scriptures, and it takes an attitude that says, I want to know God, I want to know the ways of God, and I'm willing to make any sacrifice it takes in my life to get a hold of this knowledge that I, as far as I'm concerned, Esteem more valuable than silver and gold. I want to know Jesus. I want to know the Father. I want to know all that God has done for me through Jesus Christ, and I want to walk in the light of it. I want to have the knowledge of it, and I want to walk in the light of it, not only for my own personal benefit, but so that I can pass it down to other generations so that my children can have the knowledge of the truth that makes them free, and they can pass it on to their children and children's children. Can you see that effect? What a snowball effect there. You know, you get a hold of it, you teach it to your children, they get a hold of it, they teach it to their children, they get a hold of it, they teach it to their children. Before you know, the light becomes brighter and brighter and brighter and more and more into the perfect day. And what took you so many years to learn doesn't take your children that many years to learn because you did all the work and research and you just pass it right on to them. Can you see that? That's what God wants us to do. That's what He wants us to do, make it easier for the next generation, praise God. And we can do that should Jesus tarry. I mean, our youngsters, should Jesus tarry, they have a better advantage than what we have because they got a hold of it right from the very beginning. Someone come up to them and say, well, you know, God made you sick today because he wants you that way for a reason. They'll just spot off and just say, I don't believe that. That was a lie they told my dad. He believed it for a while, but I don't believe that because my dad told me that wasn't true. No, what he said, it's the devil that makes you sick, it's God that makes you whole. God wants me whole. You see, they won't get programmed the wrong way and have to go through detox and be reprogrammed and all that sort of thing. They'll believe the right way. Amen? As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a four-point plan if you want to know how to accomplish anything in your life along any line with regard to healing, deliverance, or whatever it is that you want to learn from God. Four-point plan. Number one, plan purposefully. Plan purposefully. If you want to... Know how to accomplish whatever your goal is in God. Make note of these four points. Plan purposefully. Do you remember that Daniel set himself purposefully as an act of his will to seek the face of God, to know something from God? It was something he did on purpose. He wasn't just looking to go somewhere and have something fall out of the sky on him. He made a decision of his heart, and he purposely planned to do something. Set your heart to learn about God's healing power, and also His power to keep us healthy. Make that a purpose of your heart. Plan with purpose, because you see, I know that Jesus died for me, I know that He bore my sin, and I know that He bore my sickness, therefore, as an act of my will, I set myself to learn to discover what Jesus did for me, so I can apply it to my life in a practical way. Plan. Purposefully Set yourself in your heart on purpose to know this aspect of your redemption. And whatever it is, we're talking about healing because it's Healing Sunday. But whatever it is, if you just want to know Jesus more intimately, plan purposefully. Just like Daniel did. He set his heart to seek the face of God and he received from God. Secondly, prepare prayerfully. Prepare prayerfully. You see, spiritual truths must be perceived and spiritually understood. It's not enough just to have intellectual knowledge. I've dealt with people along this line who knew what the Word of God said. Now, I'm not talking about those who were untaught. I'm talking about those who knew all the Scriptures with regard to healing and health. As a matter of fact, when they came to me for help, they even said this. I know what that scripture said. And I would just quote another one. They said, well, I know what that scripture said. I'd quote another one. They'd say, well, I know what that scripture said. And they'd just keep on saying, I know what that scripture says. I said, you know what? That's your problem. And they said, well, what? I said, you know what up here? Intellectually, you can quote it. You know what it says. I said, but it's not being applied to your life right now. And you know what? We've got to get beyond this spiritual pride. And oh, my goodness. Look out. Sometimes we have to be shook. And that was like a spiritual shaking. You know, sometimes you've got to get beyond that stage where you, you, know, you offend somebody. And they were offended by what I said. Because I said, I know that you know what the Scriptures say. I know that you know what the, the Word teaches. But you're looking at it from, a, from a, a, a natural intellectual perspective. I said, but you see, applying it to your life in a practical way involves spiritual application, not mental application, spiritual application, spiritual perception and knowledge. And so finally, after they took some time to think it over, to mull over in their minds, they finally said, you know what, I have concluded that you're right. I have concluded that you are right, and I'm ready to work now. I'm ready to work. See, beloved, we may know what the Word says, but unless we prepare ourselves prayerfully We don't have the revelation of it. And for that particular incident or instance, we may not know exactly what God would have us to do with regard to the knowledge that we have. And so we've got to prepare prayerfully. Lord, what would you have me to do? And I've had some say, well, the Lord instructed me to listen to this one tape over and over and over and over and over and over. You say, why would he do that? because there's something in there on that tape that you're not getting that's going to connect the wires once again that's going to activate the miracle working power of God in your life. And I've had someone say, "Just you know, well, I did that, and then I stopped that because I was getting tired of that, and I went over to this. And the Spirit of God said, I didn't tell you to go over to that. I told you to stay here. I said, Lord, I've heard that a hundred times. What do you want me to do? I'm getting bored. I want to go over here. He said, well, if you want to get healed, you better stop being bored and get off that and get back on this. But that's a tape on healing, too. I know, but there's there's nothing on that tape that you need right now. What you need is on this one. See, God knows us as individuals, does he not? And he knows where we're at, doesn't he? And he knows what we need, doesn't he? And so, you see, he instructed that person to stay with that tape because there was something on there that they weren't getting yet. See, he wants to connect those wires for us. If there's a lacking in our lives, he knows where it's at. Sometimes people say, well, how did I miss the mark? Why would I miss the mark? And we try to just spot off things. Say, well, you may, maybe you didn't do this. Maybe you didn't do that. Maybe you didn't do this. Or maybe you should do this. Or you should do that. We're not God. We don't know what's lacking in that spiritual heart, do we? We don't. We say stay with it. But if you really want to know how to get the, the shortcut, go to God. Say, Lord, what would you have me to do with regard to this matter? Prepare prayerfully. Seek the face of God to prepare your heart to receive from God. Can you see that? And he'll lead you in the right way. You know exactly where to go. Now, I've had people ask me, you know, certain questions about this, and I said, I believe this is what you should do. And I would point out a particular book. And it was spirit-inspired because I just knew on the inside of me that that's what they needed to adjust themselves in spirit so they can be in a position to receive from God. And they took a hold of that book and did exactly what they were instructed to do and read it and reread it and reread it until they got their spirit life adjusted and they got re- healed. They got delivered and set free by the power of God. So you see, beloved, we've got to set these things in proper order in our lives. We've got to know that just because we know what the Word says doesn't mean we are capable of applying its principles to our lives in a practical way at that moment. There can be some things that need to be adjusted within our lives. And if you want to accomplish great things in God, then plan purposefully and also prepare prayerfully. And that'll make a highway for God to move in your spiritual life to give you the information that you need to have and I need to have so that we can, you know, uh, accomplish the things that we want to accomplish. Now, thirdly, we're supposed to proceed positively. Proceed positively. Positively. How many of you know that when you begin to pursue the things of God, there are always hindrances and roadblocks in the way? Now, remember, you're on a path. You're on the path of light. Your light's becoming brighter and brighter, more and more to the perfect day. All of a sudden, there's a roadblock in your way. There's a boulder in your way. There's a mountain in your way. There's something trying to hinder your growth in faith. Well, it's going to happen to every single one of us because we have an adversary out there, an enemy, who does not want us to obtain great faith. How many of you know that? So there's going to be hindrances along the way, but we've got to learn how to deal with those hindrances. They are designed to create within us negativism, doubt, and unbelief. How many of you know that? You started out on this road, you planned purposefully and you prayed, you know, prayed, or prepared prayerfully. But now, all of a sudden, as you begin to proceed on that light, that road of light, there's a roadblock in the way. It's designed to get us off the road back into the ditch of negativism and doubt and unbelief. And if we don't know what to do at that particular time, we may just fall into the ditch and stay there once again. But God doesn't want that. We are to proceed positively. It doesn't matter how many roadblocks are in our way. It doesn't matter how many hindrances the enemy establishes along the path. What we must do is realize, regardless of any failure, regardless of any stumbling, regardless of any setback, regardless of anything, I still absolutely, positively believe that Jesus bore my sickness, he carried my pain, with his stripes I was healed, and therefore, I'm staying on the path. I'm staying on the road. I am maintaining a positive attitude and spirit. I will not become negative with regard to whatever I'm pursuing in God. Yeah, but brother, I know that you didn't make it as far as this was concerned. You know what? That is irrelevant to me. I know that you were attacked and your body was something that is irrelevant to me. What's relevant is that I maintain a positive spiritual attitude because I know that as I stay on the path of light, my light will become brighter and brighter. I'll have more and more knowledge of God and I'll be able to operate more proficiently in the things of God if I stay there. If I get down back into the ditch, what good's that going to do me? That's exactly what the hindrance was designed to do, to get us off the road of positive, the positive, and get us back on the road of the negative. And so regardless of how many setbacks we've encountered in life, what are we supposed to do? Remain positive that God's Word is true. It's not based on my success. It's based on the success of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who never failed. Amen? It's not based on your success. It's based on His success. And so we stay on that road. We maintain the positive spiritual attitude. And we say regardless of any any circumstance that caused a setback in my life, I am still proceeding positively. You might be accused of being a fanatic, but that's okay. That's just another hindrance. And if you let that bother you, then you'll get back into the ditch. But get out of that ditch and stay on the right road, praise God, and don't allow setbacks to get you off course. Amen? And we've all had them, haven't we? We've all had setbacks. But praise God, we're still proceeding positively. See, nothing will discourage us. Hallelujah. And finally, the fourth thing is to pursue persistently. To pursue persistently. How many of you know that God rewards those that diligently seek Him? Diligence means perseverance in application perseverance in application. In other words, you are relentless. You think the devil's relentless? You're relentless. You're not going to stop. You will pursue persistently, diligently, perseverance in application. I'm going to continue doing it and 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 doing it it until finally it comes out right. So you might just get used to seeing me around. Amen. 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 I like to say it this way. Whenever you begin to use your faith, your spiritual faith antenna goes up in the spirit world. Did you notice that? Because the moment you start using your faith, you have the attention of all the devils and demons of hell. Did you know that? How many of you noticed that? You step out of that boat to do anything for God, and all of a sudden, you're definitely made known. <laughs> I mean, every devil of hell knows exactly what you're setting out to do because they've come to challenge you. Your spiritual faith antenna went way up there, and the devil saw that and says, Hey, you, 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 go get that fella. Right? Certainly. And just, just surround that person with all this doubt and unbelief and try to get that faith antenna his down. Well, you know, instead of becoming discouraged over that and getting back into the realm of negativism, what we need to do is just have this kind of a mentality. Devil, you better get used to seeing my faith antenna. If you don't look out, I'll put my niches on there so you know exactly who I am. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm pursuing the things of God diligently, persistently. I refuse to give up. I refuse to cave in. I refuse to lose heart. Because regardless of what has ever happened in my life or anyone's life, God's Word is still so. God's Word is still true. It's still so, and it will ring throughout eternity that with His stripes I was healed. Amen? God's Word abides forever. Heaven and earth can pass away, but His Word will remain forever. It will always be said throughout eternity that with His stripes we were healed. Amen? Amen. It will always say that. And so what we're doing is we're on this particular course where we are learning about that, learning how to apply the principles of God's Word to our lives in a practical way that results in not only our getting healed, but also learning how to live in abiding health. How many of you know that that's also a part of the promises of God? That He removes sickness and disease away from the midst of us and fulfills the number of our days. I believe He wants us all to experience a long, productive life. I believe that. You know why? Because He needs us here on this earth to tell others what we know about Him. And if we will continue doing that and continue gaining this knowledge of the truth that makes men free, can you see how valuable your life will be to God on this earth? Absolutely. Because it takes years of study for some people to get a hold of these truths and they pass them right on to us. You know, you can go back just as as far as in Brother Hagin's ministry and you can see that when he began to learn these particular truths of faith, many were in the dark. They didn't know where he was coming from. They didn't know what, you know, he was trying to teach to people. And so, of course, they accuse him as being a heretic and all these different names that they call you. But you know what? Jesus said, go teach my people faith. He has dedicated his life to over 50 years teaching God's people faith. And I'm going to tell you what, we are living in a new generation. There's a new breed of Christian out there in the world today, beloved, saying things that others have not heard of before. I've had people say that. I've never heard anything like that. Man, where I've come from, I've not heard those things. I didn't know that with this tribe I was healed. You know, there are many around us right now that have never heard that truth from the Word of God. You are a blessed people, beloved. You are a blessed generation. Your ears have heard things that others' ears have longed to hear, and they've lived and died, and they never heard it. But thanks be to God, in the day in which we live, we have opportunities galore. We can get a hold of these truths right now, and we can feed on them and digest them and begin to walk in them and teach them to our children and see to it they can pass it on to their generation, should Jesus tarry. So pursue persistently knowing what? that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Plan this thing purposely, on purpose, set out to seek the things of God. Pray about it in your preparation, and God will lead you to an area that you need adjustment, that I need adjustment, and He'll make it easier for us to obtain more light. Proceed then positively, saying, regardless of any setback or failure on my part. I remember those days when I didn't receive from God. I remember those times when I thought, well, you know, I guess I just didn't work at this time. But I didn't get discouraged. I didn't get to where like others did. Well, this faith business just doesn't work. I guess it just doesn't work. Well, it worked then, but it doesn't work now. What's the problem? The problem is us. The problem is too often... We become negative about the things that once we were positive about. And this has happened because of the setbacks, because of the the obstacles, because of the hindrances. Well, let's move them out of the way, praise God, and get back into the Word of God. Maintain a positive spirit and proceed. Amen? And then pursue diligence and persistence, what you know to be true in the Word of God. And if you'll do that, beloved, I guarantee you, you'll begin to grow by leaps and bounds. Proverbs chapter 4, if you would, please. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. God's promise to us in this particular passage of Scripture should always be kept before us when we get on this road. You may be on the road to healing here this morning, But, beloved, remember this. This is only one particular situation or instance. It's not enough just to be healed today from a problem. We want to get healed and we want to stay healed. We want to walk in abiding health and also maintain our faith that enables us to get delivered and set free should we ever need it down the road somewhere. Amen? And that's why we want to constantly reiterate these truths from the Word of God because faith doesn't come by having eaten yesterday. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God and feeding on it today. Amen? And if you need it today, then you need it today. Now, here is a promise in the Word of God that should always be kept before us so that we can stay headed in that right direction. It's just like, you know, you're out there hunting and you're chasing something. That thing is kept before you and you just keep focused on it and you just keep pursuing it. Keep this promise of the Word of God before you at all times when you begin to pursue health and healing. My son, in verse 20, says, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Why? For they are life unto those that find them and health or a medicine to all their flesh. In other words, as a frontlet before us, in the forefront of our mind, let's let those words ring out constantly and continuously and let those words override or overshadow Anything the enemy has brought our way that is negative. I am attending to the word of God. I am inclining my ears unto his sayings. I'm keeping his word before my eyes. I'm allowing his word to abide within my heart because I know that those words are life to me and health unto all of my flesh. I remember of someone who was seeking healing and tried seeking it for a few years and as a result of not experiencing that healing in their lives, they just gave up and said, well, I just just resigned myself to the fact that God doesn't want me to be whole. Now, beloved, as far as I'm concerned, I don't believe that anyone should get to the place that they believe that God wants them to remain sick for the rest of their lives. I don't believe that's taught in the Scriptures anywhere. As a matter of fact, I'll go on to say that I believe that it's the will of God that every individual person come to Him and be totally delivered and set free. Now, it's one thing to say that's true. It's another thing to have that realized. How many of you know that? Just like He wills all men to be saved, that's His will, but not all men are going to be saved. Isn't that true also? So to say that it's His will is true. But to say that everyone will achieve that or attain to that is not true because we know there are those who will will never get healed in their lives. Now, that person is never to be put down. My goodness, we're to maintain an attitude of compassion and mercy at all times. And we're not to play God to find out why that person hasn't received because people who try to do that only discourage the person all the more. That person needs to get around an environment where the Word of God is constantly being taught with regard to the matter, and they should feed upon that Word and feed upon that Word and feed upon that Word and get on that road and begin pursuing their healing and never get off the road. Never get off the road. I said never get off the road. After one year, stay on the road. After two years, stay on the road. After three years, stay on the road. Don't resign yourself to the fact that you'll never get healed or you'll never be made whole. Stick with it. Stay with it. Have that attitude that says, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. Stay with the Word of God and keep this before you. In that Word there is life and in that Word there is health to all my flesh. Keep that before your heart and keep that before your mind. We all should do that. And so that gives us the motivation that we need to stay in the Word of God with regard to healing and health. See, and not to get all these other books and start feeding on that to tell you why you you shouldn't be healed or why, you know, you should stay sick for the rest of your life. We shouldn't feed on that stuff. All that's doing is developing the individual more in negativism than anything else and also in doubt and unbelief. Surround yourself with those who believe in and teach that it's the will of God that we all be made whole. And as a result, praise God, you're going to change from within. See, God must first change us from within before he can change us without. And so stay with it. Keep this before you. As a matter of fact, on purpose, set yourself to discover the ways and thoughts of God regarding your healing and health. On purpose, set yourself. You say, well, I thought I did that way back when. Well, you know what? It's time to get out of the ditch and get back on the right road. Amen? What do you tell of somebody who's in a backslidden condition? What do you tell them? Well, come to me. I have a magical potion that I'm going to give to you. And if you'll come to me, I'll just pour it over top of your head and you'll never backslide again. Is that what you tell them? No. You say, stay down there in that bitch because God's done with you anyhow. Is that what you tell them? What do you say? We've got this new formula for you that God has just devised. Gave it to us by an angel just for you. Or do you say, you know what? You lost your first love. Jesus said in the book of Revelation, you've got to repent. You've got to come back to Him. Remember from where you fell, repent, and just begin doing the first works all over again. You mean I've got to go back and just start serving Him again with my life? Yes, there's nothing new under the sun, my friend. Yeah, but I thought that was kind of boring. No, that was the devil telling you it was boring. I kind of thought there was more enjoyment in the world. That was the devil telling you that and your flesh agreed with it. Well, what are you telling me? It's going to be a better road? Just no. I'm saying it's going to be a challenge. But this is the hour of decision. You want heaven or you want an eternity in hell? And if you want heaven, then get on the right road. Dust yourself off. Get cleansed by the blood of Jesus and set out to serve God with your life. There's no other way there's no shortcut. Get serious with God about it. So what do you tell somebody who has tried to get healed, but now they're discouraged and negative and all that? Get out of that ditch. Get back on the road to healing. You're not going to get healed on that ditch there. It doesn't lead to healing and health, does it? Well, get back on the right road. What do you tell somebody who's going west when they should be going east? Turn around, my friend. Turn around. That's what repent means. Turn around. Get back on the right road. Why would you ever get off? Well, I got discouraged. I know that was exactly what the devil wanted you to do was to get discouraged. Well, don't be discouraged and don't be dismayed. Praise God. We're here this morning to convince you and, and encourage you that, praise God, there is help for you in God. Has someone told you there isn't? There is help for you in God. I said there is hope for you in God. There is victory for you and God, and you can do it. Don't think that it's just because it's you, you can't do it. You can do it, praise God. It's not for an exclusive few. You can do it, praise God. I remember Brother Hagin talking about when he was on the bed of affliction, born paralyzed. I'm sorry, born with an incurable blood disease, born with a heart condition and all this. I mean, he was in a bad way. Couldn't run and play like other kids and finally became paralyzed at the age of of 16. Bed fast, couldn't do anything, couldn't live, never lived life. You talk about someone who could have been bitter. You talk about someone who had a chip on his shoulder and there lying on that bed of affliction in a helpless state, ministers came along and began to prepare him to die. That's okay, son. Your time is short for this world. God has a reason in this and for this. Just go ahead and just prepare yourself. It'll be one breath you'll take and it'll all be over. Well, that's not encouragement at all, is it? And he began to read the Bible for himself. Could hardly read because he was losing his sight because of his condition. And he, he, he finally got a hold of Mark's gospel. And he went to Mark 11 and started reading those scriptures there in 23 and 24. And he saw that the Bible said there that whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it and you can have it. He called some minister to come over to explain it to him. You know, sometimes that's the worst thing you can do. If they're not in the Word of God, if they don't know what the Word of God really says, and they come over and all they do is pad your doubt and unbelief. Do you see what I'm saying? And just get you filled with more negativism. And so they came on over and just said, Well, it's okay. I mean, that's what it says there in the Bible. But, you know, look at your condition. Look how bad you are and all that. And maybe someone prayed that back then or whatever, but that's not for the church today. That's not for you today. Son, just, just don't be concerned about trying to hold your eyes open and long enough to read that scripture. Just just shut the book and die. Basically is what they were saying. And so he shut the book. Forget. You know, he just began, began to forget about it. And, but then something on the inside. Can you say amen and praise God for something on the inside? How many of you can say, when everyone around you is speaking out in unbelief and negativism and telling you what you should do, shouldn't do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, blah, blah, blah. I mean, and, and you don't know what to do. And you say, thank God for something on the inside. You know, I'd give up if it wasn't for something on the inside. Something on the inside of me said, read that verse again. That something is the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Spirit of our God. And something on the inside said, that scripture means exactly what it says, regardless of who said it doesn't. It doesn't matter what their status is, how long they've been pastoring any church. It doesn't matter what church they belong to. If they said that's not for you today, they are wrong. Amen. Amen. That word is for anybody and whosoever will let him come. He let the Spirit of the living God on the inside of him teach him, see, prayerfully prepare. Do you see that? Prayerfully prepare. I'll tell you what, there are days I just rejoiced in God about my old milk crane by myself, especially when I started calling upon some of those who didn't know the Word of God. Imagine somebody who says, I've been in the ministry for 25 years now, son, I should know more than you. I says, well, maybe you should. I was kind. But if you tell me tongues is not cursing, you don't. That's what he said. Tongues is, means you don't curse. 25 years took him to find that out. Tongues means you don't curse. I don't know about what your tongue is, but I was on, on my knees one day. I just prayed that God... And, and the Holy Ghost fell upon me, and after, of course, it took him a little bit to get through this thall of mine. And once he did, I spoke out in another language I never spoken before. That's tongues. Yeah. I might be newly saved, but I know what tongues is and are. You know. <laughs> so even though someone came along and says that scripture doesn't mean that for you today, he just let the Holy Ghost teach him and instruct him. And you see, soon enough. The Spirit of God got His Spirit in the right condition. I'd like to be polished and shined up and conditioned by the Spirit of God. What about you? See, in other words, you may know what the Word says, but you know what? Let the Holy Ghost come and just condition you. You know what I mean by that? So you can say, my, my Lord, I know it says with well, His tribe's i healed, but come on, let's, let's get this whole thing together. Come on, tell me what to do. I'll do what I know to do, and if there's something more, then you tell me what to do. Now, you said right there in your word, Mark 11:24. I'm going to believe I received my healing for this paralysis, for the heart condition and incurable blood disease. That's what he said. And so, therefore, I believe I received healing for the incurable blood disease, the heart condition, and the paralysis. So I believe I received that. Everybody else around him thought he'd be a lunatic or something like that because he said that. Now, isn't that what the Word of God said in Mark 11:24? Whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. That's what it said. The preacher says that doesn't mean that. It doesn't. And then can you imagine this? He overheard the preacher leave his bedroom and go out to his mother and his grandmother and say to them, it's okay, sisters. It'll be over soon. They're planning his funeral. He's He's trying to say, but couldn't move his hand and say, I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. And don't count on it. You know what, brother? We've got to start saying that to the devil ourselves. I'm not dead yet. And so long as there is breath in me, I will praise the Lord. And so long as there is any any life in me, I will seek the things of God. Praise God. Pursue persistently. But your mouth will give up. Look at your condition. No, I will not. And God, by His Spirit, conditioned him, see, on the inside, and said, Well, now, sick people don't stand in bed, rise up and walk. And he acted on that word, given to him by the Spirit of God, and he did. And when he took his legs and had to pull them with his hands because he couldn't move them, and just stood them off the bed, they just fell like a chunk of wood to the ground, stuck them under the chun- like a chunk of wood to the ground, and grabbed the bedpost and pulled himself up. And when he pulled himself up like that, he says it was like warm molasses came out of heaven hit me on top of the head and went down through me. And the first feelings I had in my legs was just like, a, just like that tinkling feeling, you know, like when electricity just kind of goes, goes through you. Like, you know, when your leg falls asleep or something like that, and all those chills come and all that tinkling comes. He says it hurt, but it felt great. And he began to walk. Now, see, sometimes we think that, that it was so instantaneous and so marvelous that all of a sudden he just had all his weight back... You know, that didn't happen. All his strength back, that didn't happen. No. He got up and walked for a while and said, with his tribe, I am healed. Praise God, I believe I received my healing and therefore I'm delivered from a curable heart condition and blood disease and heart condition and also paralysis. And waited up there for a while, then he went back to bed and got some rest. Got up back and did the same thing again, went back to bed and got some rest. I mean, just absolutely astounded everybody around him. There's a whole long story. I tell you, you need to read that book, I Believe in Visions. Get a hold of his book over there in the library, I Believe in Visions. I'll tell you what, it'll revolutionize your whole life. It'll just change you, praise God. It'll put a, a spirit of a conqueror inside of you. We persistently see... Well, first of all, we, we pray for guidance and perception, you see, as to how to apply the Word of God to our lives, just like he did. And then we continue, thirdly, thinking, believing, and speaking in line with the Word of God. We continue thinking... Believing and speaking in line with the Word of God. We've got to continue thinking that His words are life to those that find them in health to all my flesh. We believe His words are life to those that find them in health to all their flesh. Not to somebody else, but to me. And then we keep on thinking, believing, and speaking His words are life to those that find them in health to all their flesh. Say that with me. His words are life to me and health to all my flesh. Say, your word is life to me and health to all my flesh. And regardless of any, any obstacle, we continue holding that before the forefront of our minds and we pursue it. And you get everything. It, it reminds you of that woman with the issue of blood, like Kristen sang about this morning. All the obstacles that are in the way, you pursue this thing with persistence and diligence. Get out of the way, get out of the way, get out of the way. It does not matter what stands in my way. I'm going all the way through, praise God. You refuse to allow anything to stand between you and victory. Well, beloved, I want you to turn with me and and, uh, we'll close it here, but look look at uh, the book of Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. To get us on the right path, here's where we begin. We keep in the forefront of our mind that with His straps we are healed. We keep in the forefront of our mind that His Word is life to us and health to all of our flesh. We get on this course, we come into the light, and then we begin to plan purposefully, prepare prayerfully. And pursue as we proceed with all diligence and a positive attitude. And we make certain that this revelation that He gave us of Himself is always kept before us along with the Word. Look at verse twenty six, Exodus fifteen. And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, He will do that which is right in His sight. We'll give ear to his commandments and keep all of the statutes. I will put none of the diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Say that with me. You are the Lord, my healer. Jehovah Rapha, my healer and physician. You keep that in the forefront of your mind, along with the fact that with his words you have life and health, and you set that before you, what you're setting out to accomplish is in your life, that is, is that you want manifested in your life the healing power of God and the power of God to keep us healthy in a practical way. You want that manifested in your life, not just to be a doctrine that you've learned, but a reality in your life. You are the Lord my God, my healer, and with his stripes I am healed, Therefore, I'm pursuing in your word this knowledge of the truth that makes me free, that I not only will get healed, but I'll stay healthy as a result. Now, beloved, that gets us on the right path. And even though we'll have obstacles along the path, along the way, we refuse to become negative. We refuse to faint and lose heart. We continue pursuing with all diligence what we know to be true in the word of God. You say, I've been prayed for a hundred times. It doesn't matter. Just get back into the Word of God and start doing the same thing over and over again, and you'll begin to find out that you'll stop coming to the altar so many times, and you'll prepare yourself before you ever come the next time. But when you come the next time, I'll tell you what, every pile of darkness better look out. See, I did this with the same individual I talked about earlier. I said, now stop what you're doing. I said, prepare yourself to prayer. And let the Spirit of God condition you as to what you should do. And beloved, this whole process took, I can't give it to you, all of it to you, because it would take six months. It took six months. It took six months. That same person who had hands laid on her by guys like Charles Camps, Kenneth Copeland, and the list goes on. No, who never got their deliverance and never got their freedom after six months of doing this particular thing we talked about here today came to that little old church down there in Midland where we used to be. Six o'clock in April, we prayed. We prayed the prayer of faith after she went through this particular procedure. God's power was manifested in a glorious way. That person was delivered And set free and healed She could have just given up And just forgot about the whole thing But she did She didn't She said now I'm going to change Beloved God the Lord Jehovah Rapha is our healer It's his will this morning That we be healed I've got to stop right now I've got some things I just wanted to share And I'll pick it up tonight But That's the emphasis this morning right now. Kristen sang about it. It's his will for us to be healed. We've got to keep that before the forefront of our mind. Say with me. It is my Father's will that I be healed and that I live in abiding health. For he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer, Jesus bore my sickness. Jesus carried my pain. God's words are life to me and health unto all of my flesh. God's word was sent to me to heal me and deliver me from my destructions. I am on the path of light. That's becoming brighter and brighter brighter brighter, more and more, more more until the perfect day. God does not want me sick. He wants me well. He does not want me oppressed or depressed or in bondage to anything or anyone. He wants me free. For the knowledge of the truth makes me free For the Son of Man has made me free indeed. What Jesus bore, I need not bear. What Jesus took, I will not take. For with his stripes, I was healed. If I was healed, then I am healed. And greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Glory to God. Let's all stand and give glory to God. Thank you for listening to our Legacy Teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life, but if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am, and I believe with all my heart